0: Tune in to it, you see every day, week, month, or whenever we release, we talk about nothing for a second, minute, hour, or longer than you think is possible, but we here to do the impossible, cause I'm a Alt, he's Walt, and it's time for the Hold'em Walt Show, yeah! How do I sound by the way, do I sound okay?
1: yeah yeah it's it's all right
0: great there's a there's a small delay um mm. there's always problems with your internet Alan. I, I, I know you're just it's gonna
1: so have to annoying. move in
0: with me so that we can do these in person or i can move in with you you probably have more room to be honest
1: yeah that's strange isn't it
0: We we're, we're trying to decide at the moment about we need to do a little bit of room rearranging upstairs in our house Uh, Mm -hmm. Because we have a, you've seen it, but we have a strangely large bathroom because they've basically just stuck a toilet and a bath in the old bedroom upstairs.
1: It's a a beautiful carpet, which has been stained (laughs) over the years by someone clearly getting out of the bath. Well, Uh, I I think that's mostly us.
0: A carpet in the bathroom doesn't work and there's literally mushrooms sprouting from uh spots which are continually damp. Um, Sounds
1: like my kind of place.
0: Yeah, you do love the shrooms. The fungi. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um so we're thinking of trying to sort of turn that room into a smaller bedroom and a smaller bathroom. Uh but the um design process is
1: um, and the musk challenging. Uh, the mushrooms, the, the mushrooms are protesting. They yeah. Special room, split up.
0: Well, I just pick them up and flush them down the toilet if I if I ever see them.
1: Tell me, Sebby, how are you doing? What's uh, what's new?
0: I'm doing very very well. I've just had a shower. Um, uh, I'm quite warm. I'm wearing quite a thick jumper. Um, yep. It's a beautiful sunny day. Looking out the window to my left, just to paint you a little picture. Um, okay. And I'm looking forward to my dinner
1: tonight. And your toes are still you know in pristine condition.
0: Toes are still pristine, and Greek um, you know, the pinnacle of, of physical perfection perfection.
1: Yeah. Did you speak to Charlotte about that? Did you: mention- I did.
0: actually, you were there when I spoke to her about it, I think.
1: Oh yeah, oh that's true. Yeah. That's
0: something which most people don't know, but Alan was was in the area, and I spent, I spent a day with him. Yeah, in person, was pretty good. Outside pretty of the fun. podcast,
1: I know, crazy,
0: and it was sort of one of the first times we've been together. We've hung out with um, both of our partners as well, and yep. regular Two listeners, Charlottes. regular listeners will know that they're both called Charlotte, and we often joke about it. But in reality, when they were both there, when you'd say Charlotte, <laughs> they would both <laughs> they'd both go yes,
1: um, uh, yeah. Yeah, it was funny. Yeah, how are you? I'm I'm pretty good. Um w- would you like to dive straight into uh the talking about the previous episode? The little, Oh, yes,
0: sure. Yeah. The yeah, little yeah,
1: bath yeah, yeah, yeah. time thoughts. Bath time so, thoughts. Um that was a the, the previous episode was a mini episode just about 10 minutes long. And I've been dying to talk to Mr. Holt here. Uh, about it because uh, the bath time thoughts is on the nature of time. And Mr. Holt studied time specifically in his uh. master's. Could you repeat
2: the uh, title of the master's?
0: Well, my um, master's dissertation was titled The Mathematical Physics of Time Reversal. Not necessarily directly related to what you were talking about in your... um. Little episode. I will say off the bat, I did enjoy it very much. Great,
1: yeah, I'm pleased.
0: It was very relaxing. Um, were you actually in the bath when you when you did it?
1: Uh, I'll leave that up to the viewer's imagination, and uh, neither confirm nor deny. I think
0: um, most viewers would like to believe that you were in the bath.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: It's more exciting that way.
1: Um, and if anyone is interested. Um, I've written the script of it, typed it up, and it's on the website as well. So, um, so yeah, you can uh, you can read it at your leisure.
0: So, part of what you were talking about in that was about the direction of time and whether time has a direction.
1: Uh, yeah, that sort of factors into the whole idea. Uh, I'd say that the main idea um, is just uh, an analogy. Um, if spatial dimensions. Yeah, X, Y, and Z, um, if they're the, just the same, if you can treat them the same as a time dimension. And um, if all points in space exist, you know, uh, America doesn't disappear just because you're in England and you can't see it. Is that the same as, say, the future or the past? Just because you're not there anymore does... Do, doesn't necessarily mean that it ceases to exist. So you're,
0: you're suggesting that maybe all points in time exist at the same time.
1: Yeah. And, um, I, I get the sense that there's something mentioned about that in physics. I think maybe relativity, uh, talks about that. If there's no observer, is that something you're aware of?
0: Well, relativity well, talks about how everyone, well, to yourself, everyone, you know, personally in your own frame of reference, you will experience time um, at the at the same rate constantly from your point of view, but time passes for different things relative to each other at a different rate. You know, have you seen um, Interstellar? So,
1: yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, so to put it simply, moving clocks tick more slowly, uh, like the, the faster you move the slower time is for everyone else no for for you for you
0: you know interstellar when they go down onto the planet which is near the black hole i think if i remember right um they they they're only there for what to them feels like a few hours and then they go back to the spaceship and it's been something like 70 years or something like that Um, yeah that's not made up for the movie. That's a, that's a real concept, and that's that's uh, relativity, general relativity, because they're near a large magnet, Um gravitational body. Yep, the black hole.
1: So, relativity was invented by our good old friend uh, Einstein. Well, it wasn't. Um, was it not?
0: Well, it's invented the right way. Yeah, I guess. Discovered the theory. Pr- proposed. Um, yeah.
1: And uh, what I really like about it is that um, I think at the time a lot of physicists had the idea that um, they'd wrapped up most of, of science you know got it under under wraps um, but uh, there seemed to be a problem with celestial bodies and, and their movements, but Newtonian physics, the 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 movement of normal things could be calculated with good precision. And uh, and then relativity came along and blew everything out of the water and, and people realised, oh, there's so much more that we just don't understand. Yeah, well, before Is that
0: we were operating on Newtonian. But it when you talk about that sort of thing, it comes down to scale. Newtonian physics works very well for, if you're talking about, say, in our solar system. Um, mm. It's when you start to scale it up that you need to start considering. But even on a small scale, you know... GPS satellite navigation um, that works from uh, your phone or whatever, communicating with satellites, obviously. Um, And the timings of those need to be very precise. And they discovered that because the satellites are further away from Earth, their internal clocks tick at a different rate compared to clocks down on Earth. Mm -hmm. And so So they actually need to account for that and adjust the rate at which they tick um the clocks in the satellite otherwise the gps starts to become inaccurate and it starts to wander off off of uh real life positioning
1: so that's kind of interesting the people so even at a small actually, scale it's applied yeah yeah, but yeah no. <clears>
0: generally in terms of maths and physics you're talking on slightly larger scales
1: yeah so that means all the astronauts going into space are actually coming back a little bit younger, compared to us.
0: But it's s minute differences. Okay. And it that that you get little all sorts of paradoxes coming from that, like the twin paradox and everything. But that's not really what you were talking about in your episode, because you were talking about that, you know, regardless of the fact that everyone is experiencing time or time is passing at different rates for you depending on where you are or how fast you're moving. It's still moving in one direction. Yes. It's still moving forwards. Yeah. There's a past and there's a future. Yeah. Um and that's the same for everyone and that's observed the same throughout the universe. Which I think is kind of what you were talking about.
1: Yeah. Um yeah, I I I'd like to understand a little bit more of your um, your interpretation of it.
0: Well, I think there's a few. It's not something which I'm a huge amount about, but I think there's there's a few different ideas of of um, what gives time an arrow, times arrow, times direction. But I think a, the most commonly used one would be entropy. Yeah. You know about entropy. Yeah.
1: yeah so. so your dissertation was on the mathematical physics of time reversal which would mean that basically everything is symmetrical in time Um, all the spatial dimensions um, uh, if you move um, at a certain speed or even if you accelerate if you reverse time um, it's mirrored perfectly so if you go in a car at 60 miles an hour um, forwards in time, if you reverse it you're just traveling in the opposite direction but still 60 miles an hour so it's perfectly mirrored and what we experience in life is a unidirectionality directionality of time and one of the things that they say uh, causes that is, is what what is, is known as entropy but it's basically how do you how do you put it simply it's just
0: well entropy is um just a you know put simply a description of something going from a a a uniform state to a more chaotic state so the typical examples are you can crack an egg and scramble it that's nice and easy but try Mm. and take that scrambled egg and put it back in its shell yeah that's very difficult and so that's a clear direction of time in the past the egg is in a shell in the future it's uh, broken up and it's scrambled so that's increased a loss of order and that's an increase in entropy and so that's what gives time and arrow going from an ordered state to a less ordered state
1: yeah because when you reverse it it's it's not um symmetrical as as speed or acceleration would be which is cool
0: yeah and that's what you know the whole universe uh, abides by those laws it's the most one of the most fundamental laws in physics um, yeah. entropy entropy must increase cannot decrease
1: so you mentioned that so the universe goes from the ideas. from the
0: the universe goes from the big bang mm-hmm. which is a very actually ordered state where all the material in the universe is very equally spread out it's very very hot you know etc and then slowly this small minor um perforations throughout the universe and that causes matter to slowly gather and clump into galaxies and eventually everything's spreading out everything's getting more and more uh, or less organized over time and then until we reach some eventual death of the universe
1: yeah so i have uh, uh, another bath time thought specifically about uh, the heat death of the universe Um, but i won't give any more information about that until uh until it's written and done but what
0: you were also talking about was all time existing at once yeah which isn't something I know much about I think in visits that's called block theory
1: oh really ooh um, yeah. i'm gonna I'm gonna look that up um, where you
0: sort of yeah imagine the whole universe and all of time backwards and forwards as one big block
1: so I would say one of the main inspirations from that is is literally just me um, thinking about time in my physics classes, but every so often I come across a book uh, where it seems like someone else has similar ideas, and it wouldn't surprise me if those those authors that I come across have been influenced by, you know, modern physics and things like that. And one author in particular is uh, Kurt Vonnegut. Um, In Slaughterhouse Five, I found it. It's it's a book about um, the Second World War, and it seems to feature what could be a person traveling through time. And he has a very interesting uh, take on what people are. Instead of people being... People, He actually describes everyone as caterpillars, where your past and your future um, selves are all connected in this long kind of snake-like caterpillar person, and suggests and also writes about the idea that all points in time exist simultaneously, whether it's past or future. And and that book is a phenomenal book that is quite ambiguous as to whether um ti you know, that, that idea of time is going on or whether the man just has PTSD and can't escape um you know, the the, the atrocities of war that happened to him in the past.
0: Yeah, you know, as a as a real as a real physical thing, I think it's kind of a hard difficult thing to accept. It's not something I know a lot about, as I said, but you're kind of almost saying that you believe in that yeah, your fate is ordained and that your future. Uh,
1: well, I, I uh, It's would, a tricky I would thing to of,
0: accept.
1: I I I also sort of don't accept it. Uh, you know, I don't I don't think it necessarily needs to be believed in. Um, I mean, you're talking about extra dimensions when you start talking about that sort of
0: thing, and. Then you start thinking about string theory, but I don't think the extra dimensions in string theory are necessarily related to that sort of
1: thing. No, no, but I've got another, I've got another. You know, the fourth dimension is time, time. fifth dimension
0: is traveling backwards and forwards through time, sixth dimension is traveling to other timelines, stuff like that, just like Martin McFly.
1: Oh really? I didn't. I didn't know what the other dimensions were.
0: Well, I, that's uh, one idea about extra dimensions. I think that 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 idea can be extended up to something like eleven extra dimensions. Yeah. But then I in did. string theory, you get extra dimensions, but it's it's not necessarily that sort of thing. Mm. It's more okay. kind of. Uh,
1: well, I've got um, I've got theory. a I got another bath time thought that's uh, uh, on uh, visualizing um, multiple dimensions. So. Uh, Stay tuned for that. So, yeah, the block universe theory says the past, present and future all exist and are equally real. Where time travel is possible, but time passing is an illusion.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess if that were true, you're not really, you feel like you're experiencing your life in some kind of sequential order. But really, you're just experiencing it all at one time, all in an instant. And then mm. each one of those instants, if you if you could separate it like that down to some kind of uh, discrete separation of time, some kind of discrete slice, each one of those instants is um, is experiencing it as if it's part of uh, a continuous sequence. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, essentially your conscious experience Which I don't, of life is... I don't think I really is- believe that. It's just split into discrete moments, but that's weird because how, how, like, what's the smallest moment that you can split it into?
0: Well, you don't necessarily, but then that, I mean, there are ideas of of smallest possible discrete, you know, plank lengths and, and, and things like that, but I mean, some of it sounds a bit pie in the sky, doesn't it?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, so uh feel free to go onto the website have a read of the old bath time thoughts and uh if you if you enjoy it uh let us know on the Instagram or or just um, listen
0: to the episode
1: Yeah uh th- the episode will read it out to you in a most relaxing way
0: <laughs> Yeah is the transcript as good as the episode
1: Uh it's basically the same but without the sound effects Right I haven't, I haven't typed out caw, caw, caw. for the uh, for the bird sounds.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was very nice. I could imagine falling asleep to it. Nice little ten-minute, bite-sized chunk of Allen. Hey, just what everyone wants.
1: Good evening,
2: ladies, gentlefolk, halts and waltz, and welcome to the 1933 Tripe O'Clock Wireless Radio Telegraph News where we bring you the week's latest news exactly as it was 88 years ago. This week in the news, we bring you the origins of English cuisine. The Earl of Breadwich, a much-beloved rogue who partook in many a game of cards, scribble and chess, was one day in 1933 playing poker with the Earl of Crispwitch and a number of other less interestingly named individuals, the Noble Bastard of Curtains and Count Tarantula. Twas a delicate game with high stakes, for a handful of scotch eggs, two baguettes, a roasted ham and a packet of crisps were up for grabs. The stakes were much too high in fact, as the pungent poker prize pool placed in a precariously positioned pot above the flames, posed a problem. Twas making the men hungry, without cooking. The Earl of Breadwitch proposed a solution. Forget the game, split the baguettes, slice the eggs, shave the ham, and voila! The Breadwitch, eat with one hand, play with the other. The men all cheered. But the Earl of Crispwich, a jealous man not wanting to be outdone, suggested they add the packet of crisps. And so began the violent rivalry between bread and crisps, which later spawned the sandwich. A delightful combination of bread and crushed crisps that emulates the epitome of English cuisine eating sand thank you for listening to the 1933 o'clock wireless radio telegraph news brought to you by the haltonwald.com radio broadcast service and the federation of real authentic 100% historically accurate audio library technicians
1: tell me what what have you been watching Lately,
0: see how we can go from talking about highbrow physics into some kind of um, into film chat. Chat. That's what you get we, with this podcast.
1: I know we're we're so cultured.
0: It's quite difficult for me to talk about physics because I haven't. It was a long time ago that I did any of that sort of stuff. I um, I,
1: I would love to read your dissertation, or if you could maybe next episode give uh, two. Most minutes. of
0: it's most of it's pretty dry. Really. I mean, it sounds fun, but it's not about time travel. Basically, it's just about taking a mathematical equation that has the letter T for time in it and turning that into a negative T and seeing Mm. the effect.
1: One of my favourite things about physics is you have velocity, which is a change in... But it would be a change in your position over time. Um, And then you have acceleration, which is your change in speed... Yeah, and then there's one after that. You could go extremely fast if you're a jerk. Um, the 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 change of acceleration is called jerk.
0: Oh, and what's the what's the next one after that called? Uh, the
1: change in the change. (laughs) Yeah, it just has a sound effect.
0: oh right, cool. It just goes. Um, right, what have I been watching? Um, I did go to the cinema. Oh, yes. And I watched The Batman.
1: The Batman. Uh... I'm I'm the Batman. Okay. Vengeance.
0: I am vengeance. My name is Batman.
1: I'm a bat. uh, But I'm also
0: a man. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Uh, I have come round to Robert Pattinson. I like the Is man. it is that a
0: sexual thing or uh Oh um here's something I made actually made a note on my phone because we've t- spoken about Robert Pattinson before uh, mm. in in cuz he was in The Lighthouse. Yep. And you were a bit disparaging about him in that.
1: Yes. Particularly um, his
0: accent. Now I yes. thought he was I thought he was great in that. Now I listened to I was watching a, um an interview with him recently about The Batman and he was talking about accents and he was saying how some uh, ignorant people were having a go at his accent in the lighthouse, but he was saying he was actually basing it on a very specific um, area in, I think, Maine, or or wherever it is it's based, Um, and it's sort of a Devon, Dorset, Liverpudlian accent crossed with a little bit of American, because that's where they all kind of uh, emigrated to, is that the right word?
1: Okay. Yeah, that that's me being extremely harsh. I for, for whatever reason at the time you just
0: taken against him for some reason.
1: Yeah, I is it because he was in Twilight? No, no, no. no. It's just so I watched is him. Is it because in, he's incredibly good looking? No, uh, I'm not that jealous. Um, in because you know you're king, better looking than in the king. Right, he has a French accent, which I just didn't think was very realistic. <laughs> it kind of took me it So Michael Caine can you do an impression of the French accent for me?
2: Uh I did not throw a ball What the... <laughs> uh No,
1: please do not kill me. Oh, there there is so much mud.
0: I think that's very good.
1: Oh really? Well, that I mean, it's just yeah. Is it When my, he was my... doing the
0: French accent in the movie? Yeah. Was he supposed to be talking was he doing the french accent to show he was talking french or was he speaking english
1: speaking english we 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 have had that conversation before okay, um, fine. He, but he was supposed to be speaking english because he needs to communicate with uh with uh, henry one of the kings the the most violent king maybe but he was
0: doing a super accurate french accent from back when no
1: <laughs> yeah well i either way I've grown up around French with French lodges and I know what a French accent sounds like and it, it, it didn't sound particularly French. It sounded yeah. like someone pretending uh, to be French. And um, in, in The Lighthouse, I really enjoyed the film, but um, just the accent, like the way I heard it, it took me out of the film. But with the Batman, the Batman. actually watching the whole thing, I didn't even think that I was watching Robert Pattinson. He, he, he seemed he seemed like the Batman like i was genuinely watching a a, a a character and not an actor trying to pretend to be someone um especially with that ridiculous jawline like when he's put got his mask on it's very skull like i mean obviously everyone's heads are shaped like skulls but you you uh, get a bit caught up on on actors though don't you like you
0: don't like to Watch movies with The Rock in because you just see
1: The Rock. Y- y- well, yeah, but also because I don't think The Rock is that great of an actor. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Going back to the Batman, I thought Robert Pattinson phenomenal, really, really good. The Rock would be
0: a good Batman. I, uh, I- imagine the size of the suit you'd need.
1: Oh God! I mean, he How would do you fit. Smell
2: the- what the
1: bat? is cooking uh, uh, I, I think I think he would no I just I, I don't want the <laughs> I don't want The Rock <laughs> as uh, uh okay what did you think of the film
0: o- overall quick uh, you know very good very bad okay
1: extremely good extremely good extremely good, good. Great, um, I really want to talk about it at, uh, at length but I, uh, I what What's your impression? It was very good. Dark, moody. Uh, it's
0: nice to see the sort of... I don't read comics, but it's often mentioned how he's supposed to be a very good detective. You know, the world's greatest detective. Uh, and it was nice to sort of see that side of him a little bit. Uh, yep. Catwoman was really good. Yep. She was, she, Played, play, she was one of the uh, good characters. Zoe Kravitz. Colin Farrell. Colin like Farrell? Oh my as, god. As the Penguin. That's
1: Unrecognisable.
0: Uh, yeah, that was impressive. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I loved the the chase scene. There's one chase scene in it, uh, in a car. I thought that was intense. There, there's been a few criticisms about that that you don't really get to see enough, but I quite enjoyed that element of it. It's very... Uh,
1: it was very... Um... It's It's captivating. You see it from the Prey's perspective, and not the Hunter, um, which is, well, a little bit of the Hunter's perspective, but it's, um, it's really good. i tell you, I tell you what I, I liked so much about the movie. Um, firstly, they chose the Riddler, which is an interesting... Uh, he's always been an interesting person for Batman to go up against. But what they did with the Riddler is extremely clever. So everyone knows that Batman is the best superhero, specifically because of the, the large idea. roster of memorable villains. What do you mean everyone knows that Batman is the best superhero? I mean, it's it's objective fact. It's subjective truth. Batman mm. is clearly the best superhero. He's the okay. most interesting because of... He's probably had the best movies. Yeah, because Except he's... He's stinkers too, though. I mean... Yeah, yeah, of course. Um... But Mr. Freeze, yeah, I'll be back. But it, like from a from a writing point of view, he's the most interesting because um, he's slightly immoral, but he has a moral code. Um, but then also his uh, villains, um, the Joker, is is very interesting because he is the perfect mirror. To Batman so Batman doesn't have if if you if you look at it from the from one of the criminals perspective that that Batman might beat up is Batman has no identity Um, he comes out of the shadows he's very dark brooding and moody the Joker is exactly the same as Batman but the polar opposite so we never really know his true identity. He dresses up as as some kind of person, and specifically uh he's jolly and happy and th- and likes jokes, um, which is literally the opposite personality of Batman um, he's a force for chaos and evil Batman is a is a force for order and uh supposedly the good um joker's not even in this movie no but how do you make um the riddler more interesting than just some person uh who throws a bit of riddles around and and um tries yeah how do you make him more interesting um make him another dark mirror of um batman so this version of Batman is um, emotionally scarred, uh, very vulnerable, in the se- in the sense that he's still working out the anger issues about his past. Um, so, uh, Batman is a is a kid who had who was an orphan. He had his parents murdered. Um, he grew up alone and. Um, he didn't have them it, murdered; they were murdered. Yeah, yeah. So, so they, they, they were, <laughs> they were murdered, and uh, decides to dress up, um, put on a mask, and fight against what he thinks are corrupt people, individuals um, that require justice. The Riddler in this movie does exactly the same, and he also. Is is uh, an orphan, dons a kind of identity, and wishes to clean up the city um, by removing corrupt individuals. But the difference between the Riddler and Batman is the Riddler was poor; he grew up in a in a in an orphanage with absolutely no funding, and so- saw horrific things. And uh, Batman grew up wealthy. And you can see that the difference um, that wealth may have had on someone's psychological development. Batman had, uh, you know, a a more supportive uh, upbringing and the Riddler didn't. And Batman is celebrated and the Riddler is demonized. And they're essentially doing the same thing. But, of course, the Riddler goes this extra step and is murdering people. Whereas Batman has a code which he he tries never to break, which is, you know, he doesn't murder people. And so you basically have this, this mirror. Um, and where is the line between uh, good and bad? And it's extremely ambiguous, you know. Batman has a journey of self-discovery to go on. We watch that play out. Uh, it's a, it's a very very good um, movie, encapsulated in a detective noir style.
0: The thing about him never killing anyone is always a bit stupid because he's quite happy to beat them around the head as hard as he possibly can and knock them out. That's a it
1: it is it is it's a bit. Weird.
0: I know it's a ubiquitous thing in movies and games, but. Um, he is quite brutal in this one, though.
1: Yeah, you can sort of. Well, he, you feel his anger when he's beating people up, and he he's basically, it's it's a Batman in a very very early in his career where he's just he's maybe two years into donning his cape and fighting. To him, is a very personal affair. Um, he's, he's he's a bit emo Batman in this. It, yeah, in, in a way, um, and in later, you know iterations of batman you get a very sort of impersonal batman uh, wh- when he fights it's uh, cool and calculated and he's always in control but what's so fun about this batman is that actually he's he's completely out of control um he's he's being bested in terms of wits and often in in terms of uh his fighting ability and that really grounds him that makes him very I wouldn't say very relatable, but uh, more relatable. Um, he seems more human in that way. So, does that get your stamp of approval? Massively, massively. There's only one thing that that I I don't agree with in the movie that I think that they could have done better, um, and that was that there's a, there's a particular scene uh, where Batman is tailing. Uh, Catwoman at this stage of the film he doesn't know that it's Catwoman and um, he's looking through binoculars at uh, 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 where she's going and she enters her apartment um, and then consoles one of her well her, her partner and then goes into another room to change into the Catwoman suit and the camera lingers over her just getting into her underwear yeah it's a um, bit leery it's completely unnecessary yeah it's that whole section was just you know to to sexualize Catwoman woman and it had no function for the story and i think you know, one person might argue oh but he's trying to keep his eye on on cat woman, so that uh, he doesn't let her out of his sights, uh, he's tailing her, but you could have just done it a different way, like, uh, because she enters that room um, separately from Anna, the, the Russian girl, um, he now has two targets to look at. And so what what the filmmakers could have done is that he looks over to Anna to check that she she's not up to something strange and then looks back over to Catwoman and sees Catwoman zipping up the costume. You know, the purpose of that was to see that she's entering a costume, not to not to see her, you know, being stalked uh and getting into her underwear. <clears throat> it's a little leery. Um great. So you enjoyed it a lot. Um I really liked the the refresh of Batman, uh, I guess there's always a little bit of a worry, how are they going to use modern technology um, in this version of Batman and not make it seem cheesy, and in fact uh, all of the choices play to the strengths, um, so you get a sort of a form of... <clears throat> Uh, Twitch communities and things like that and yeah sort of video forums basically uh, and uh, fringe groups almost playing off uh, the idea that you you know 4chan is a bunch of very strange uh, individuals who don't have much life and are very very angry about the world Um, and they they sort of make an appearance in the movie I don't know if that makes sense. Yes, that makes sense. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Are you finished with Batman?
1: <laughs> I, I mean there's there's so much I could talk about. Um but I think I think I'll leave it there. Um it's a it's a fantastic refresh of Batman and actually I I, I think it might be I think Robert Pattinson is my favourite Batman of the live action movies. More than Christopher Nolan.
0: Christopher Nolan wasn't Batman.
1: Oh God, uh, <laughs> not Christopher Nolan. Come on, you can do it. I keep thinking uh,
0: he was the director.
1: Chris, Dian Bale. He... Yeah, Christian Bale has a little bit of a, a gravelly voice
0: when he's when he's being Batman. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, I could talk about uh, you know Batman. The Batman, it felt like it took a lot of uh, inspiration from Watchmen as well, and how, in fact, the bad guy really wins.
0: Excellent. Well done, Alan. Um...
1: Oh, well, well, uh, uh, you know, one of the main things is the riddles, and we didn't even talk about that, so... Uh, du sens mauvais.
2: Have you uh, lost your sense of smell? Come on down to the olfactory. We'll get you a brand new smell. It's the oldest factory in town. Smells include a child labor, rotting corpses, and the old-time classic, doo We have a warning. Not fit for human consumption. This is Frank's incense. Down the little lane, behind Jonathan, our motto is, we make a smell. Only available on altandworld.com
0: yeah, I've watched loads of things. I've not really been keeping tabs very well. I watched a movie the other day called Pig, which I recommend.
1: Um, okay. Where can I find Pig?
0: I watched it on Sky. It's it's Nicholas Cage, the the great Nicholas Cage, mm-hmm. um, and he sort of lives in the woods with his little pet pig, who's a little truffle hunter. Oh yeah. And so he just lives out there, very basically, very simply. Him and his pig. The pig collects loads of truffles. Some rich guy comes along every Thursday, gives him some supplies and some money for the truffles, and then leaves. And that's that's his life. Um, and then one day, some people come and steal his pig. Yeah. And so Nick Cage has to go and see if he can get his pig back.
1: That and that's sounds... the premise of the movie yeah that i mean that sounds is, is, like it's based on a true story
0: is um, does it
1: well it it happens quite a lot in, yeah. in the truffle industry dogs are killed and and or stolen you know you. It's a, ve- it's a very lucrative industry and where truffles grow is a very secretive uh people want to be very secretive about it and so if someone finds or gets a very very good dog or pig in this case um you got to be careful because another truffle hunter might kill it well, anyway it's,
0: it's a very good movie uh, understated um you kind of expect it to turn into kind of a john wick style revenge movie but it kind of approaches it from a different angle and uh without saying too much i recommend it
1: great yeah i I Nick. actually quite like um Nicolas Cage i think i love Nicolas Cage I think a lot of people bash on him because of his r- more recent
0: well movies, no he does he but. does he's always always done a mixture of amazing films and terrible films, great performances and <laughs> awful performances. It's I mean, it's always been like that. You just only, you only re- remember the good ones. But it's not yeah. like he's recently doing you, you know he does some great movies too like Pig.
1: Yeah, I mean he's also done Lord of War, which was a, a fantastic movie I thought. Um yeah. Matchstick Men, he's extremely good in that. Um Con Air, classic. Con Air is a classic. Um Raising not Arizona. Watched it. Yeah. Uh uh, he's really good in Kickass I enjoyed him in that yeah
0: Kickass but like you said he does do a lot of tosh too
1: mm. yeah the bees not the bees and then Ghost Rider wasn't the greatest either
0: <laughs> no he does a lot of films
1: he's he's Think good he's good I like him
0: yeah um, and I've watched a few horrors as well of course as always tell me Nothing too exciting to write him about. I did watch a movie called Freaky,
1: mm-hmm.
0: which is kind of like a Freaky Friday horror movie.
1: Yep, where I've Vince seen, Vaughn. I've seen, go ahead, sorry.
0: Vince Vince Vaughn is this sort of brutal murderer, and then he ends up switching bodies with a young teenage girl, and um, it's good. He he's very good at at playing that role as well. He's he's a very convincing teenage girl.
1: Right. Good.
0: That was on Sky 2. That's a good one.
1: I, when you said the title, I was immediately cast back to. I think there's a Friday. There's a, there's another film. Maybe it's called Thir- Thirteen Going on Thirty or something similar. Um, with a Friday in the title. Uh, this is a terrible, terrible. Wow. That's... <laughs> <laughs> but basically, it's exactly the same premise. You have a body swap.
0: Um, yeah, it's a well, it's a well-worn thing, you know. Freaky Friday, yeah, is is sort of the original one, I think. But seventeen again—is that what you're thinking of?
1: Uh, maybe, maybe. I think it
0: is because that's Zac Efron. Oh no, that's. I think I'm a bit wrong there. That's where Matt Matt Perry, of Friends fame, suddenly turned seventeen again for some reason I can't quite remember.
1: Oh. No, it is it is Freaky Friday, but the 2003 yeah. version.
0: Yeah, that's the more m- modern one with yeah. Lindsay
1: Lohan. Is that right? That's right.
0: I know my I know my stuff, eh?
1: Yeah, you do. <laughs> I can I what's don't know who's one, in What's the one you called uh, watched with Vince Vaughn? Freaky. Oh, it's just called Freaky, right?
0: Freaky. Freaky.
1: Cool. In other news, I. I watched with my brother um, a very, very good BBC uh, series um, called The Outlaws. Well, mm-hmm. just Outlaws, and uh, it, it's got a it's got a star-studded cast of uh, Christopher Walken and um, Stephen Merchant, and and I think it's written by Stephen. Oh
0: Merchant. yeah, that comedy thing. Was it
1: any good? Extremely good. Very, very well done. Um, really, really refreshing uh, to see that BBC have some, some good... Yeah, a good, a good show. It will genuinely make you laugh rather than an exhalation out of your nose.
0: Now, for anyone keeping up with the board game news, I will mm. say that when Alan visited, we had a little go on your board game, didn't we?
1: Yes, yeah. It was a lot of fun. Is, uh, Micro Moon Marauders Co., um, yeah it's it's a two to eight player um card game in space with simultaneous selection, and the main uh hook is negotiations in thirty seconds, and if you fail to negotiate, you get nothing. so it very quickly descends into a shouting match <laughs> We were very civilized, I think surprisingly so. I've never met more civilised uh, individuals
0: Charlotte won, of course
1: Yep, she and um, my Charlotte still has the uh, the high score, the all time high score of 9 points
0: Oh, I have no idea what I got, I can't remember
1: uh, I think I died I think someone killed me
0: What, during our game? Yeah Did you die? Uh oh, so possible. Yeah. This I this would never kill life. you
1: thanks I think the two Charlottes were actually working together that's uh, yeah that's why we died yeah of course right are you happy very yeah shall we call it a day I think we can call it a day say hello to us on Instagram Uh, and uh, if you want to go on the website too um, we've got an email newsletter that you can sign up to Um, I send out little cryptic um images about what's gonna come up in the next episode and uh other tidbits, uh, I highly recommend it. It's uh Holtandwalt.com, of course.
0: Beautiful. All right. Thanks everyone.
1: Thank you for listening. I love you very much.